Hello, I am your host, Brandon Servenia. This is the Haya Podcast. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, I'll be talking to my really good friend, Zana Keyfather. She used to go by Zana Todd, but she's married now to my other friend that you listened to previously, Isaac. And uh, we'll be talking about a lot of great things. This is a, a really long podcast this time. I haven't shared this. I haven't shared one this long since my first episode. But Zana is just one of those friends that I connect with a lot. I mean, I connect with all of my friends, but I also haven't talked to her in a really long time. And we just, I had a lot of talk with her about. And she's also the type of person that just has a lot to talk, respond to with. And so I really always, I always just appreciate those kind of people. So it's been nice. It was nice talking with her for such a long time. And uh, we talk a lot about uh, theology, God. Uh, we talk about ourselves. We talk about um, vulnerability. We talk about just our future. And um, a lot about uh, what we see in ourselves. And so I hope you enjoy. This is the High Podcast. And I'm your host. A brain to me. Oh my gosh, we're doing hey. this. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, you know, having a conversation with me. This is, uh, I'm really, I was really excited when you said yes. Oh yeah, no, I love this. Yeah. Um, uh, I go ahead. No, sorry. Um, I just recently got into the podcast, so I was like, hell yeah, I get to be a chance to be part of one. <laughs> and it's with you, and you always strike up some, like, really interesting conversations. Oh, um, thanks. What we used to do. Like, I remember late at night, like, it'd be, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and you and I would just be chatting about who knows what, and it would just be on the couch. And I swear we sounded like stoners. Nothing involved. <laughs> right, existentialism <laughs> is associated with stoners now. <laughs> yeah, we just get so philosophical and just really, really into it. I loved it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I always, yeah. I always loved our conversations. Yeah, I got it from a friend who was always. He was like, he was a two-sided person. He was like, a really nice guy in one end, and then a really like huge asshole in the other. Um, and just, there were nights though, when he would be his real self and that was his philosophical self. And so he was my best friend in high school. So, yeah, I was never into philosophy until, uh, my friend would just like ask me those random questions. And then it it kind of ignited those, those thoughts in the inquiry. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, how have you been? What what have you been up to? Uh, everything and nothing, it feels like. Um, everything and nothing. Yeah, to be honest. Um, I feel like I'm always doing something, rushing to do anything and everything because, you know, we just got the puppy and we just moved into an apartment. <sighs> and I'm still working to be, you know, like a full-time pet nutritionist. And I'm always learning and constantly building on that knowledge. So it feels like I never had any free time. But then I come home and I play league. So <laughs> not enough time for what you used to have. You have it. You're an adult. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm. Sorry. I mean, I don't even remember what I used to do. I mean, maybe drawing more. 
Right. But I have my iPad for that, but it's like, now that I moved, I really can't do what I used to do. Mm. So I've had to evolve. Yeah. You're adulting more. Yeah. I like adulting. I... Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was just saying I like adulting. I think <laughs> I, I just like having, um, uh, what is the word? Like a set, um, a set organized routine that says, hey, mm-hmm. this is what success looks like. Yeah. Um, and so just, it just, it feels nice to be accomplished and you're like creating this record of a recording of, of what you're doing, what you're not doing. It can get exhausting though because you can be doing too much for your, for for yourself or for for your adult life. Yeah, my my big thing and why I'm always feeling like I'm busy and doing something is because I'm so afraid of getting caught in a rut. Because uh-huh. when I lived back in Reading, that's I mean, I did like the same thing for what felt like three, five, seven years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do that again here. Like when I moved here, it was a fresh new start. So I wanted, oh, I want to see what else I could do. What else yeah. is available and out there. But again, it feels like I just like found my old life because now I'm working at a pet store again, even though I don't want to. So. <laughs> you don't want to hit another rut? Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's weird because I'm really indecisive. I love change, but I hate it. I guess, I guess I'm fine. Yeah, I guess I'm fine with it if it's like my own doing. Uh-huh. But like, um, I don't know if you know, but like we lost our house, our family house. Yeah, Randy told me. Yeah, and that really like shook me to my core, and I hated it, and it was a big change. But I think it's because it wasn't our decision; it was kind of forced upon us. Yeah. You know. So yeah, but I'm always down for new things. Right, but you just don't like it when. You're not in control of it. Like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, like if somebody in your family died, you're like, that's change. Nobody mm-hmm. likes that. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. um, I don't know. I feel like, though, you can find peace. And I think the point of that kind of change is for you to move forward and find yeah. peace. So like find new ways to find peace. Yeah. Yeah. 2019 was a shit year, man. 2019. That so it happened last year. Yeah. Dang. I thought I thought it happened. Well, I mean, I guess 2019 was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. I know. 2020. It wasn't even a year. It's it's uh, it's an enigma. It's it's just kind of here, I guess. <laughs> I still feel like we're in January still, and we're just waiting for the year to start. And this is some type of weird. If um, Matrix. Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah, we're just like uh... <laughs> purgatory. I feel like being on Earth is purgatory. I feel it is. <laughs> I agree. Purgatory is just being on Earth. That's what it really is. Because you have both hell and you have both heaven on Earth, and that's like the definition of purgatory, right? You're like trying to discover if you want hell or not, or heaven. We're trying to discover if it's if that is the right position. Yeah. I um. I agree. I was watching a YouTube video yesterday, and it really like was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it was it was if God or if a Muslim and Christian and met God in person, and uh, it was a huge like 
uh, kind of like spit in the face to Christians mm-hmm. and Muslims mm-hmm. because uh, it was talking about how like God doesn't want you to condemn people. Yeah. God, the God of love doesn't condemn. The God of love doesn't say, I'm going to torture people and put them to hell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and we as Christians, or not just like us Christians, but Christians in general, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have used that as a tool to manipulate people and make them believe that hell is something to be afraid of. Like yeah. religion is, is solely focused on the, um, the fear of, of man, the fear of something of the unknown. And mm-hmm. we try to contain that fear by um, the association of, of God, but it, it's distorted because we're we're also we're still afraid. We're still in fear of 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 God, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of having a relationship with Him. Um, and so then the, the I forgot why we got to this, but I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, the God character, the God character is condemning the Christians and the Muslims because mm-hmm. um, of their inability to see that um, all God really wanted was a relationship. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. He's, he said, like, I, I love the atheists more than I love you because the atheist, the atheist was pursuing relationship with, with uh, truth, with love, mm-hmm. with wisdom, instead of um, trying to manipulate others into believing mm-hmm. in some sort of um, condemnation um, that led to a, a disaster for those who doesn't who don't choose those things that atheists are already pursuing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where was I getting as a Christian? So as a Christian, oh, it was the hell thing. So as a Christian, I don't think, I don't think. Oh, it's the purgatory thing. So as a Christian, I don't think that we should be, you know, like. Um, condemning people about hell, but informing people what hell is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Instead of instead of saying like you're going to go to hell, it's like, hey, if you don't choose these things, you're going to live in hell. You're going to live in misery. And so, like people who are going through depression, people who are going who are sad, people who are, um, you know, suicidal. That's a form of hell, and they're choosing that. They're not choosing. It's not like. Well, and in, and what sucks too is like it sounds bad when I say that. It sounds bad like you're choosing depression. It's like I can have no control of depression. I have no tr- I have no control of being in hell. It's like, but the reality is you do. You do have control of that. Uh, you can you have and well, I, and then there's like so many people suffering. And there's goes into that like people have no control of of you know like being in prostitution and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and that's. That stuff like that though is like the pro- a process that God wants to a process that God wants to give to people who have a calling to save those people out of that mm-hmm. misery. But those who are already in like, for lack of a better word, salvation who are who are living in freedom, right? They yeah. they can now choose to be to come out of hell. But some people just stay in depression. Some people just stay in. Com- committing suicide when they when when they have the agency to get out of it mm-hmm. you know the agency i feel like agency is what makes is um you know what agency means a little bit okay so i think agency is what really like is the answer for for people in hell like mm-hmm. the people who are called into ministry i feel like it's just a 
um, is just a way to say, I want to give agency to people who don't have it, right? Yeah, could you give me your definition of agency? <laughs> because I think I'm uh, agency. I, I'm a falling behind. <laughs> agency is um is like having the power of, is mm. is having authority. Um, so self agency is like having self authority, having the ab- ability to create power for them for oneself or for those around them. Mm-hmm. Power might be a a uh, an over exaggeration, but that's like that's. That's a very uh, minor definition of agency. But yeah, like mm-hmm. creating that agency. So like an example would be, um, I don't know. Like an example would be somebody who's going through um, a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's going through divorce feels like they don't have any more agency in their life because they're losing their loved one. But if you, if, if you have them reflect on like the things they have control of, Right, having control basically is what agency is. Uh, um, then that would be a form of ministry, so that they can have less focus or have less of their identity pulled out from their marriage into, mm-hmm. you know, an identity pulled out into their own self introspection or authentication. Uh, and that's why I think Earth is purgatory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because heaven, heaven, in all honesty, heaven is having control of your identity mm-hmm. and saying, God, I, I cannot have control of my identity, and you are the one that gives me full satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So your truth, your wisdom, or I should say truth, wisdom, love, kindness is going to take over my life. Because that's the best and ultimate part, ultimate form of agency, the ultimate form of, of my identity or my existence. Mm-hmm. Right? Any, any, any sane person would say being a psychopath is not something people want to be. Being, depre- being a, a depressed or, or suicidal is not somebody you want to be. Yeah. And that's what God will want like wants to get wants people to come out of and so like i was talking to an atheist he's like a really good friend of mine and he was saying how um our existence is just based off of or circumstances Uh out of luck you are lucky to be born in california as an american surrounded by so much agency for your life that's what he says. He, you're lucky to be that. There are so many people in Africa or in um, Southeast Asia, whatever, who, are, who aren't that lucky. Yeah. Right? There are so many nations that are, don't have the agency that you have. So why, do you, why, why would you say God would exist if those people don't have the agency that you do? Like, wouldn't God want to give you... Um, wouldn't God want to give everybody, all of his children, that agency? And I didn't have a response then, but as I've, like, reflected. Well, actually, no, I didn't want to respond to that. He was just ranting, and he didn't ask for my response. So yeah. in my head, I was like, oh, but this is what God wants. Like, God, 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 um, shoot, God, create. God revealed himself as Jesus so that he could save the world. 
but mm-hmm. uh, us, he, he created Christians so that more people would have a calling to save those nations that are or, that are also broken, that are also mm-hmm. that also have less agency or have no agency at all. And so, like people, people who are giving agency to people, mm-hmm. I would say, no God. They just don't know God's name, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to like keep up with everything. It's okay. I'm trying to make a, a map, and I'm just like, it's, ah. I said, I'm saying a lot. I I, actually, I haven't I haven't like dialogued this with anybody, so I'm that's why I'm no, like really fast because it's all in my head. Um, and it's also like ten o'clock in the morning for you, so. And it, yeah, I, I literally like woke up, went to the bathroom, looked at my phone, and I was like, ah, right <laughs> <in the> message. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, that's why I think there's this purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't realize. I was like, oh, wait, I don't know. This is probably a Christian podcast. And, I no, don't know. I, I just. Sorry. I had okay. to be before. <laughs> and I also well, had. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay like that helps <laughs> i have the worst potty mouth so i never know but that's but that's who i've always been yeah i mean even even at i mean mine and isaac's wedding at risen king i you know i just i don't hide myself yeah no that's that's so. what's awesome and amazing about you like oh, you, no, no. Are, <laughs> you are shamelessly you unapologetically xana uh, uh. I um, but yeah, actually, I I have not cussed at all in any of my podcasts except with the podcast with Isaac. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Make anyone fucking lose their cool. <laughs> we were we were just sharing really funny stories together, and I was like, nice. I was it was a day where I got locked in an elevator, <gasps> and I got I, I freaked out. I freaked out so hard. And and so like those emotions came back when I was telling him the story, so I had to cuss about it. Oh. Um, but yeah, like there's that too. I mm-hmm. um, so I I was stuck in an elevator, and yeah. I didn't have a phone, and I didn't have oh. anything to take myself with except myself and God. And yeah. after that after that experience, I realized like, God, I didn't lean on you in that moment, mm-hmm. and I kind of hate myself for it. Like, Aww. no, I, I wouldn't say hate myself, but I was really disappointed. Yeah. Really, yeah, disappointed. no, I, I get it. Yeah, I freaked out hard, man. Like, hard, I, yeah. I was hyperventilating, I was <sighs> screaming, and I was, I was laughing hysterically, and I was only up there for like twenty minutes. Well, that's the thing. That's the unknown. You didn't know how long you were gonna oh, be there for. God, yeah, it was so bad. Okay, <laughs> can just imagine. <laughs> Like that also made me realize how how reliant I was with like electronics. Electronic, yeah. Entertained oh. by that, yeah. Oh, been, I get it. Yeah, I've been trying to replace it with like reading books and writing, but. Oh yeah, I've been yeah I've been trying to get in touch with like old things that I used to love. That's why I even like got myself a little like wax stamp kit so uh-huh. I can start writing letters to people. Yeah, um, I, I I even like tanned my own paper, which honestly I cheated because I just used old coffee grounds and water, and then yeah. you dip your paper into it, and it makes it look like old old fashioned and shit, and it's so cool. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so dope. Um, 
so yeah, I get that. Man, I could not imagine being stuck in an elevator. Like, oh, uh, it sucked. It sucked so much. They had a, <laughs> uh, my heart was beating so fast. I have, I have, I have PTSD now because of it. Like, I don't want to um, take the elevator. Like, I'll take the stairs. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I will walk. Oh, oh what? It's eleven stories up. I'm a walk. It was twelve stories. <laughs> oh no. <sighs> No. Uh, oh, God. I see. I. Uh, the only thing I can like imagine if I was in that situation is I would honestly just be laughing because I'm like, well, yeah, this is this makes sense. <laughs> this this would happen to me, and okay. But you, Brandon, you're so I don't know. You always you always seem to have like the better luck out of all of us. I don't know. Maybe it's just Aww. me. I maybe I'm just looking at you know. I'm looking from. Out, you know, your life in outside of it. Fuck, what's the saying? I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, I, you always the window. I don't know. Yeah, like you always <laughs> seem to make the better like uh, uh, observations than us. But the fact that that happened is you had no control over it. it just kind of was like, you know, it would be great if we just trapped him in an elevator today. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's see how he handles this. Ha! Huh, not well. Purgatory. <laughs> Purgatory, Zeta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will I ever get out? Is this my death? <laughs> I never realized my coffin would be two pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, two pounds. Oh, what? Two tons. Two tons, yeah. Thank you. I was like, uh, I thought, you know, whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got way off track. I'm so no, sorry that it happened no. to you, though. That's... Oh. Yeah. Don't be sorry for being off track. It's uh, it's it's part of the podcast. Okay. Yeah, the whole point of the I, podcast is just having a conversation. So. A conversation. Okay. No. I know some people. They just like they have a certain way they want to go, and they're just mm. like, "Well, let's get back on track." And I'm just like, "I can't. I'm a derailed train. I am everywhere." <laughs> and that's what's so perfect. Love it. Um, <sighs> but yeah, no, there's no script. There's no script. It's okay. just me and you talking. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since we. Talked. I know, I know. I... You moved to New York. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm in New York. What? Right now. Uh, tell me that. Like, why? Why okay. did you go to New York? Yeah, that's a good. That's a. Because I, I remember you saying something about it. Sorry, I, I don't mean to overlap people, um, mm. but it's like I remember you talking about it. And, like, going for, like, a two-week trip. And then I hear, oh, yeah, uh, Brandon moved to New York. And I was like, wow, okay, that trip went from fucking two weeks to who knows how long. All right. Yeah, yeah. He said peace and yeah. left. Which I think, honestly, if I'm going to speak, like, honestly, I think this was great for you. I think you needed to get out of Reading. I think, I don't know, flying across the world or across the states was the perfect thing because I can't see you. But... Um, <laughs> But I still think, I, I don't know, New York fits you. Oh, thanks. I don't know if that, you know, if you feel that way, but I, I really do think, like, you're definitely, definitely that person. Aw. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, um, you're probably, like, getting the same the same feeling I was getting in Reading. Like, I felt limited in Reading. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. And, oh, shit. I mean, Sorry, I, I got out. I'd be able to find, I'd be able to thrive in a place like Reading, but I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel like my most self. Yeah, no, I get it. And that's why I think New York's perfect for you. That's totally, that's you. That's for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, my, my uncle calls New York um, a, 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 an adult's playground. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's kind of how I feel when I'm here, honestly. Uh, I I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. I, go ahead. I'm going to put a pin in this, but I... Um, how how do you handle in crowds now? Because I know you've evolved a lot. Oh, right. Because I used to have social anxiety? Or are you talking about coronavirus? Well, no. No, I just ask, um, without all this, like, let's say there was no COVID, there's no nothing. How would, how would you feel about going to, like, New Orleans? I don't understand the question. So, wait, what did, what did, what were you, what, um, yeah. what was I like? What was I like in crowds before? I think you were fine, but that's the thing is a lot of people don't really always fully express themselves. They're not always open with how they feel and how they are. So uh -huh. me, I just assume everyone's like me and can, you know, be thrust into a whole compartment of people and totally be fine. Because uh -huh. I grew up going to conventions since I was like seven years old. Oh wow. And always being surrounded by people. So that's why I can literally be, you know, thrown just into a sea of people and thrive and I'll be fine. Well, that's that's awesome. because I've learned to ignore them and I just focus on, you know, myself and how happy I am. And if I'm with friends, then focusing on them. But I, I want to take a trip to New Orleans, like during a festival with all my friends, but I don't want to pressure those who aren't comfortable with being in a crowd because I know I've got a couple friends that are like that. They just can't do the crowds. Oh, okay. and, I, and Isaac's kind of like that, too, which sucks because, you know, he's my husband, but I'm like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so with me and crowds, like, I remember Fanime. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, like, I love my own, in I love my independence. I love, yeah. I love being on my own and just exploring on my own. Like, I went, last year, I went on two trips. I went to Israel, and then I went, and then I went to Europe. This summer yeah. yeah and so like <laughs> yeah so i did i did a lot and then two years before that i went to thailand i don't know if i told yeah, you i know that. that yeah i know that yeah one. so lap last year i went to israel and then i and i also went to europe and so like wow by myself i went to israel with a group of people but did things by yeah. myself yeah. and then europe i did by myself so like with oh. that reference and then also fanime as a reference i love yeah. fanime and I also, oh, uh, what? I was like, yeah, I love, I, I love Fanime. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. So far, it's been my favorite one. Yeah, I went, there's also, um, there's a convention, like, pseudo to Comic-Con. I forgot what we called it, what it was called. Uh, anime, anime Expo? No, 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 no. It was like, mm. it's, it's like Comic-Con, though, not, mm. not anime. Oh, is it under the name of Comic Con? Like, no. because there's many of them, and everyone something... believes that there's only one. No, it's not under the name of Comic Con. It's like something. Okay. Kind of... It's a convention. It was like it was like a nerd convention, you know, Marvel convention. Um, but I went to that also. That was pretty fun. I went to I went to that twice actually. Huh. Um. But um, anime mm -hmm. and like stuff like that, being enjoying my own independence, I kind of. I call myself a sojourner, right? Like that's my mm -hmm. Instagram Instagram name. Oh. And so a sojourner is somebody who extensively explores um, just just what's in front of them. Uh -huh. It's kind of like a nomad, except a nomad has a direction, whereas yeah. a sojourner is just like wandering. Yeah. Um, or the, or sorry, a nomad has a purpose, whereas a sojourner yeah. does. 
have a purpose. Like, cause nomads still nice. wander. Um, so like purposeless, purposeless wandering, I guess I would call myself, my, mm-hmm. my, my, my being in crowds, purposeless yeah. wandering. Um, but yeah, I've always been like that. Even like, even when I had social anxiety, I would intentionally make myself not known in crowds. Yeah. Because I felt the most safe that way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to approach me and stuff like that. I mean, I would try to make a friend if because like I'm still a lonely boy. So <laughs> <laughs> But like it would be really hard because I have my social anxiety, so it was like a lot of pressure yeah. on me. Oh man, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. You're like, anxiety just loves to just come up and bite you in the ass right when, like, you're like, man, I really wish I could go out there and, you know, just be all open and flamboyant and just, (laughs) and then your anxiety is like, how about we not? I'm like, (laughs) you're right. Yeah, I, um, (laughs) I, uh, what is it? I would, I would always just assume the person's going to reject me. It's like, I'm going to try this. Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. What would give me what would give me confidence was like already assuming I'd get rejected. It was like, yeah, like what? <laughs> if I go in this already rejected, then yeah, what exactly. am I fearing? Like, <laughs> I'll be fine. It's fine. That's how I got rid of. That's how I got over my social anxiety. Is like, okay, you know, nice. I I am not good enough already, but I'm gonna try it because I want to get over it. Yeah. No, that's so funny. Like everyone finds their own loopholes. Like mine is just being. I have to have one person that I know I'm stable with because then if something happens, I can fall back on them. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like Isaac and Randy are normally those people. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then so I'm actually different. So when I'm in a crowd with people, yeah, by myself, that's how I am. Yeah. And then when I'm in a crowd of people with my friend. I'm a completely different person. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it also depends on the friends. So, like, with you guys. Yeah. You guys, it, you guys I – so I'm a, I'm a person that, like, absorbs other people's energy. So yeah, if you so, guys am I. Are, like, so am I. Easy, funny, and fun. I'm like, okay, I'm with you. Or if, like, <laughs> if I create that energy, like, that little spark, just so, like, I can see – so I can get the fire burning – yeah. Then the fire starts to burn, and then I burn with the fire. And so yeah, like... exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I get that. No, because I'm definitely like, I bounce off of people's energy, and when it's not up or uplifting, you know, it de- I mean, depending on the setting, if it's at a funeral, I'm not gonna try to do it. But yeah. if it's like at a convention like that, and everyone's really somber and stuff, it's like, no, no, be happy, be, be like, why, why are you here? Like, yeah, yeah, don't be like this. Get happy. Like, God damn it. <laughs> What can I do? <laughs> um, can I no, I get that. that. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I think it's because I want people to be excited and joyful because it's, like, it's the expectation when you're at something like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, like, if you're not feeling it, don't force yourself to feel it. But it's, like, but if I can encourage you because you're just looking for that cue or you're just waiting for that, you know, you're just a bonfire ready to be ignited. I want to ignite it. And I want to be like, come with me. I'm, you know, I, I'm all over the place. Look at me. Like, you can't be worse than this. So it's like, it's like, join me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, why? Back to why you moved to New York. Yeah. Tell me the story. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot you asked that question. 
<laughs> oh, I'm coming back to it because I want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, so Reading, I, I realized God put me, like, because I wanted to leave Reading. If, if I left Reading, though, okay, so if I had left Reading the, the, the time I wanted to leave Reading, I wouldn't be a Christian. Wow. Right. So like I wouldn't have met you guys. Actually, no, when I met when I met you guys, I was thinking about like leaving already. I was oh, thinking wow. about transferring. So That's and then soon. I Yeah. So like okay, so what was like five years ago? We've been friends for mm-hmm. five years. Two thousand fifteen. No, two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. Was I in high school still? Uh, That's how long now. Yeah, yeah, because you did prom with the Isaac, remember? Yeah, uh, then if I was still in high... I graduated 2015. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. it was prom. It was prom. So I met you guys, I think, like, either I met you guys... Um, I remember meeting all... you at Matrix when we were doing uh, the Seven Kingdoms thing. It was... And... No, it was the summer of 2014 because... Uh, yeah, it was the summer of 2014. The Seven Kingdoms, yes, I love it. So that was so we've been friends for six years, and hey, then hey. I, and then because it was a it was a year process where I decided to convert. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You guys are the reasons why I converted. Hey, hey. I always hey. tell my friends. I always tell my new friends like, yeah, I got converted through D and D. Sorry. <laughs> and they and they think it's like the coolest and funniest thing ever, and I love it. They're like, what? What? Yeah. Um, Yo, so, my friends are dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So around that time, I was already thinking about leaving. Yeah. Um, I wanted so like I wanted to quit my job and I wanted to I wanted to transfer to Santa Cruz because I wanted to leave. And then when I became a Christian, when I decided to convert, I like I just decided it would be smarter for me to stay here long, stay here at Shasta. And, and like transfer then, and then yeah. the two years of Shasta happened and I was going to transfer, but no, it was a year. So a year of Shasta happened and I was going to transfer, but then Simpson happened. And I also like, that was also around the time where my faith was starting to form. Well, right. Yeah. And, and yeah, so like God, and like, there was this, this part, this time around that time was like when God was, was telling me. Brandon, I'm not finished with you yet here. Yeah, you got a purpose um, here. And I didn't like that. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, but I want to go now. <laughs> exactly. But I was also afraid that I wouldn't have the community that I had, that I found yeah. with you guys. Um, and so Reading, so, you know, so I went to Simpson and I realized like God, God not had me at Reading because he wanted me to find peace. He wanted me to ha- he wanted me to learn how to find my own peace. Yeah. And and I real like and so reading became this symbolism or metaphor of my love for nature and my ability to find worship in God when I'm around his creation. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that was that's why like reading was such a was I'm pretty sure that's why God had me stay in Reading because yeah. I found I found so much peace. You know, you know all the crap I went through. Oh my gosh, I went through so much crap. Oh, the trauma, the trauma, Zana. Oh. oh, you know, you know what I'm referencing, right? 
I want to say a little bit because I, when it comes to other people and their trauma, like, and especially if I know about it, I'm that bad friend that's like, okay, they want space because I only know when to step in when, when they need me or when they like openly say, I want you here. Uh-huh. So it's like, I want to say, I remember there was an issue, but I don't remember what it was from exactly. Oh, okay. And well, I remember it was mostly the guys group that was dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I really needed the guys there and it was really yeah. good. Um, and Isaac was really good. Cause I t- like, even though he's my husband, but you know, I, t- I even told him, I was like, yeah, but that's cause he felt, you know, he was like, I want to tell you these things because you're my wife, but at the same time, it's, you know, this is their privacy. And I'm like, no, by all means, keep it, keep it private. Like, I don't need to know. It's not, you know, our marriage isn't related into this. So he always kept things from me because I wanted him to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, essentially, you know, well, just to like give you a reminder of the trauma, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I basically thought I was going to jail because of something I did. Oh my God. Yes. No, I remember that. Okay. I thought it was something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That no. Oh my God. No, I remember. I remember. I remember. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but... No, I. I thought it was something completely different. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. you just re- I'm an idiot and I just forgot too. I was like, huh? <laughs> what would, what, which one did you think of? I, well, I thought it was something else because I remember, um, I just remember you talking with the guys and Isaac, I think it was just you having a hard day and I just assumed it was something bigger than it actually was because that's what I do. I just automatically assume something right. fucks shit and something's happened. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just stay out. <laughs> but no, I remember that. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> I just it was a long time ago. It was like three years ago. But no, they're yeah, not. I... Go ahead. No, it's okay. But no, I remember because I remember we were praying over it, and yeah, you know, we were just you know hoping and praying for the best, and you know God made it happen, so everything's mm-hmm. okay. <sighs> well, we're gonna we're gonna see the repercussions now because. Uh, you know, I have, I'm, I'm pursuing a career <laughs> and, and, and we'll see what happens, but uh, so uh-huh. far I'm in a clear, I'm in the clear so far. I thought the they already dropped it. I thought it, oh, okay. Well, well, I'll, I'll stop. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I, we, I just don't know. I just don't know. Let <sighs> me think. But yeah, like that, that was, that was like the propeller that, helps me find my peace because yeah that was like the biggest hole i had in my life yeah um and so you know coming out of that coming coming into healing and my theology my understanding of god being five years old i'm gonna be five years old in october boom (laughs) i'll be five years old in october um happy birthday (laughs) But yeah, like becoming more mature. Yeah. My faith. Uh, yeah, I, I go to the, it, I came to I come to I came to a place like discovering what what to do next. Yeah. And I wanted to leave Reading, and I knew that. And I just felt really really drawn to the city. Um. So my yeah. options were moving to Sac, San Francisco. Um, LA, San Diego, Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, Miami, or New York. Wow. Those are all my options. I was also considering Hawaii, but that's not like the city. I was just considering Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Uh, 
it's got nature. And it's yeah, nature, yeah. So. Um, and so I prayed about it, and off for my birthday, I wanted to see my grandma. Yeah. So, and she lives in New York, and so I come I come to New York for my birthday to see her, yeah. and just travel around and look around in New York post or pre pre COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened, honestly. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it was about New York that made me say, "Hey, this is where I want to be." Mm. Honestly, I, I honestly think it was a spontaneous decision that, like, I didn't pray about it. I didn't like, I didn't. I just, it was just something that clicked in my head. That said, it was like a switch that said, "Brayden, you're going to New York." Yeah. All right. Okay. And, and, and I was like praying to God, it's like, "Okay, God, there's a switch that just turned on." And I, I've been praying about moving to the city. Yeah. I'm going to buy a ticket to New York. And if you, if you like prevent me from going in any way, then I'm not going to New York, but I'm going to oh, keep cool. trying. And yeah. So I'm here because my ticket no. was uh, still available and COVID <laughs> and then COVID <laughs> And then COVID's like, guess what? You can't go back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I don't want to, but all right. But yeah, it's been awesome so far. Yeah. Well, good. I'm so glad. Oh, oh. no. What oh. clicked, I forgot. What clicked was, so in Red Ink, I found my piece. And I realized being in the city, the city is where I find my inspiration. Yeah. The city is where I see myself like creating, you know, becoming more imaginative, becoming more of myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that, it's like, I don't know. For the people who stay in their hometown and still find a way to grow and develop, I applaud to them because I can never find or understand how one can do that. Because I've yeah. always. You know, you can't, I don't know, you can't bloom, you can't flourish, you can't, at least for my personal experience, I can't be the best where I, like, felt like I was meant to be or even grow or develop more in my hometown, and especially a small town like Reading. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people need to do, is they need to move away from it all. They need to grow and learn. Well, at least and some people, for sure. Yeah. Or at least, like, going away for a while. <laughs> right. So this is what I think, Zana. Like this is what I think about. This is what I think me and you are. And I think, I think, anyways, this is what I think you, me and you are, just because of the dialogue we're having. Yeah. I um, I, had, I I told this to Isaac too, but I've been doing a lot of research on psychology, and I follow <laughs> I follow this streamer who's a who has a doctorate in psych, psychiatry, mm-hmm. and he he talked about how. Um, there are two types of people. There's like many archetypes, but these are the two that he talks, he talks about. There are mm-hmm. farmers and then there mm-hmm. are hunters. Mm-hmm. Farmers are the people who are able to like do the same thing every day and be completely happy about it. Um, be okay with it because it's, it's routine. It's, it's structure. It's, it's, um, it's not, um, it's not surprising. Right. Yeah, it's sound. It's sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, that's what a farmer is, and there are people who are like that. 
that's my dad, actually, 100%. Right. Dad's totally fine with doing the same thing. I mean, he's been doing the same thing for almost 40 years. Right. That's my, that's my parents. My parents are this. Well, yeah. that's my dad. My mom might, might not be. And then there are the hunters. And what hunters are are people who are constantly desiring a need or who constantly have a need to adapt mm-hmm. to, to be stimulated by something new. Um, and so like the, the phrase that this, this psychiatrist said was um, the, the thrill of the hunt, right? Yeah. The thrill of something new. And so I feel like me and you are hunters. Yeah. And, and a place like Reading, that's why people call Reading a farmer's, a farmer's hound because there are yeah. a lot of farmers in Reading. There are a lot of people who yes. are okay with doing the same thing. Over and over and, and that over made, again. So, and when I heard that too, it, made, it helped me like, it helped me put sense to my um, English professor because I thought he was like super intelligent, super amazing and like a great Christian, but he was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, it, <laughs> and I realized it's because he's a farmer and like he literally, yeah. before he became a doctor, like a, yeah. before he got his doctorate, he was a farmer. He was a farmer. <laughs> a literal farmer. He sowed the wheat. He plowed the grass. Like. Exactly. That's who he was. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I mean, that, I mean, and if I think about it, like my dad and his grandparents, like my great grandmother owned a dairy farm. farm. Ah, sorry. I'm making a latte and it decided to just explode in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That was sorry. scary. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's how, I mean, my, my dad's grandparents, they were farmers and everything. And so that's what I assumed I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. That's why like my dream, my quote unquote dream is to go to Oregon, buy a house with a lot of property and land and like live off of it and stay away from people. But the same instant, I don't know if I'm, I feel like I'm a hypocrite for that. I feel like I'm going against everything I I've worked for so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't, I'm like, wait, is this still what I want? Like, <sighs> Yeah. I don't know, because I like, I like the setting I have right now. I mean, I still wish I was in a house with property, because I still want to be, I want my home base to be away from people, so I can just be myself, because that's what I'm used to. I mean, in Reading, I had a house with an acre and a half, and now I'm in an apartment with 800 square feet, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, fuck, where, where was I going? Hello? Like, talking about how you, 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 you thought you wanted to be a farmer. Oh yeah, no, I thought I thought I did, and I still think I still think I do. I don't know. know. (laughs) How do indecisive people go out throughout life? It's confusing. They make a decision. That's how. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, you'll make a decision. You just you're not gonna make it right now. Or it will be made for me because that's how life has just gone so far. So I'm like, oh, okay, shit. (laughs) That's how it is. Yeah. That's either either you um, you give agency or agency is given to you. To you, it's like, hey, this is what you're doing now. Because that's exactly why we moved here. I mean, literally in two weeks, we went from okay, we're just gonna move to Oregon. So that's why I got a job at a retail store so I could transfer. And then within that two weeks of all that happening. Isaac gets a call, or no, talks to his uncle, and he's like, hey, you want to become an electrician? There's openings here. And then we're like, okay, cool. So we picked up and moved. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is what we're going to do. Like, so, 
I don't know, life's weird and it will just throw everything at your face. And it was scary. It's like you got to choose. Is Mm -hmm. this the opportunity I want? Am I jumping for it? What's going on? (laughs) Oh, Oh, I hated it. I hated the journey here. I hated it. (laughs) Yeah, but what's... Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, but what's the... What's what's the point of living if you don't experience change? Exactly, exactly. So as scary as it as it was, and it's and it, I wouldn't say still is, but I still th- say it was worth it, even though it like it killed my health. I still think it was needed because I was a person that was willing to settle, and that and that really um, was contradicting to what I believed in and what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck, I wish it didn't have to, like, it was, I wish it didn't have to kill my immune system and my health because of stress. I really <laughs> wish that wasn't a part of it. But I think I just, I think I needed to go through the worst of it now so that I, in the future, nothing was more scary than that. Mm. Because, like, I moved. And then when I moved, three months later, I get a call from my mom saying, hey, we're no longer going to have the family house. And that was my crutch. That was my safety net because I was like, well, if things don't work out here, we just move back because, you know, at least then we can start over again. But then it was like, yeah, guess what? That's not, that's not an opportunity. So either you sink or swim right now. So it was like, ah, okay, what do we do? <laughs> like, it's like being trapped in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, an elevator. Or, that's yeah, exactly. stories up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like, Santa. It does. Oh, I no, I a hundred percent. fuck. Sorry. Why are you um, so I hate it. Uh, because I, I, I am trying with myself not to, not to say, fuck that often, but uh, I can't. It's like. It's an um, emotional crutch for you to articulate your emotions. It is. It is. And I think it's because I say it in despite of my mother because she was like, that's the only word you know how to say. And I'm like, mm, it's oh. not, but that seems to be the one you pick out. So guess what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebellion. <laughs> rebellion. Yeah, I've always been that. Yeah. I've always been the one to root for the rebellion, even if it was for a bad cause. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Do it. Like, <laughs> cause a little chaos. It's fine. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what feminism is. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad thing. But, no, not at all. No. Go ahead. Sometimes, sometimes you need a little rebellion to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. But how was, um, or how is New York treating you during this entire pandemic? Um, it's been it's been all right. Uh, we all right. everything's opening up. Yeah, it's just I. I don't like that I can go. I can't go out as often um, mm-hmm. because it's New York and it's like a whole place. It's a it's an adult playground, Zana. Okay, I want <laughs> to go play at the playground, but I can't. You know why? Because infested with, with disease. Bruh. Okay, that's what I felt like when Randy moved here because I've been wanting to explore. I've been wanting to go out and adventure and see all the new things because I've been here for a year and I should know more about, you know, where I'm living because there's literally like five or six cities with all within a spinning distance of each other. And I don't know shit. And here I am waiting. So Randy gets here and I'm like, cool. I've got my adventure buddy again. We can go out and see shit. And then the pandemic's just like, you know, it'd suck if you were trapped inside for like a year. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 
but I just got him. <laughs> it's okay. You got six months. You got six months left. Six months left, and we'll uh, we'll it'll all be it'll all be settled in. Hey. Yeah. Um. Uh, and now we have puppy, and I'm like, oh wait. Yeah. You would love her. I I would love any dog. Okay. But I would especially love puppies. Puppies are just too much for me. I want you to. Would, I would. What? I wish. I wish you could come and visit her because you would love her in particular. Oh, okay. I have never, ever, ever seen so much personality in a nine-week-old pup. Oh, really? Yes, she would be right up your alley. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Her name is her name is Rune. You probably knew that, but she's got so much more spunk than Emery ever did when Emery was a pup. But then again, Emery acted like a chain warden from the day I got her. So I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, pup. She's I, like the complete opposite of Emery. Yeah, complete opposite. Emery is like the diva, and uh, and Rune's like the. <laughs> The larger-than-life character. Yes! Oh, my God. I never, ever would have compared Emery to a diva. But that does fit her. <laughs> Emery, you're a diva. She's sitting with me on the couch looking at me like, do you see Do you see her? She has four legs and all over the place. How does she have so much energy? She's, uh, em- Emery is rarity in My Little Pony. And, <laughs> and uh, Ruin is rainbow. Whatever her name is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I never I never watched it. Oh, I only know what it is because of my four year old niece who got niece, into it. Yeah. She's like, watch it with me, and you're like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. <laughs> I think she's five now, actually. Yeah, she's five oh. now. Oh, I love that age. Starting like, go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I'm trying to say the word puppy. Started. Yeah, two years old and up are like my favorite favorite years. Toddlers are amazing. I love them. Yeah. They are the I love small developing humans because they're <laughs> they 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 are like little drunks. Like that's totally true. <laughs> and but so they're cute. also just uh, they're like a sponge. They're so open to learn and to mm-hmm. see what you have to offer. And I love that because kids they'll take on like I, I I feel like with little kids, I feel like that weird, like, from Moana, I feel like the grandmother with them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kooky, and I'm a little bit older, and I know a lot of weird <laughs> shit, but here, let me teach you something. <laughs> like, like uh, I want to be that, that like, witch doctor in the woods that no one comes near, but the second someone does, like a young child, they're like, yo, she's dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> like did you know she can cure like I don't know the common cold with these herbs like she's dope <laughs> yeah um what is it um shoot oh, were we getting I don't know I was gonna say something in response I'm so mad oh well uh, it's okay it'll get you in your shower thoughts you'll be <laughs> bask in there and be like that was it <laughs> yeah oh, like <laughs> Uh, Give me that. Okay, so there are <laughs> three things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Is First, it to do with those pictures you sent me? That's the last one I want to talk about. Ah, okay. So the first one is I want to start a stream, a streaming, like a stream. I just want to start a streaming, like 
uh, I want to start a stream with all my friends. That's what I want to say. And, and Isaac was telling me, like, and I remember you saying that you wanted to start one, like, two or three years ago. Like, this is something, this is something you've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. Forever. Forever. When I discovered it was a thing, I was like, this is what I was born to do. Like, like so, yes. Yeah, I want to start a stream. So, uh, my business model for the stream is, like, the um, the brand would just be, like, I'm always streaming with another streamer. Yes. And that's what, oh, 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 like, that's what, <laughs> sorry, I got really excited, because that's, um, like, literally what, literally what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, that's just what I want, like, the whole thing to be, is, like, I'm always just with another streamer, whether it be, like, a YouTuber or a podcaster, or I don't care, I just want to be with someone else. I never want to do it alone. Yeah. I feel like, that's just, that's not where I thrive. I want, I want to, I want to know more people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's something I want to like. I want to explore. Well, no, there's four things. I forgot there was a there was another thing. But oh, okay. explore with the surf, like trying to create um, a streaming account that is associated with like five other streamers. And so, like, you, you'd always rotate between streamers or, like, we would all be together on a Friday and stream together. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be really fun. Uh, I brought it up with you because I wanted to, like, I really wanted to start something like that. Yeah. No, do it, please. Oh, my God. I'll, uh, when, what, now? What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> why, haven't, why haven't you started it yet? Why haven't you started it? Uh, honestly, because I am the biggest procrastinator and beat dragger I have ever known, and I am terrified of learning uh, because i i and like this is something i like recently self-discovered is when it comes to teaching myself something i've been embedded with the idea of i can't do it on my own so mm-hmm. i always need someone to hold my hand and help me because you know growing up throughout my entire school career um I was dyslexic and I was always told I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I, I can't do it. I always need help. I needed assistance. I need, you know, and, but in reality, it's like, <laughs> I just read things backwards. If anything, that's like a semi superpower. So <laughs> I can read that book upside down and backwards. What's up? Like, Oh no. Um, but I don't know. And because of that, I, it's, it's like my last hurdle in life. I need to like break through and just. You're. Uh... No, sorry, the puppy is doing zoomies around the house, and she's been feeling sick for the past two days. And to see her like this is bringing me so much joy. But oh my god, she's like a little bullet. She's everywhere right now. Yeah, I remember the scene in the Discord where you guys were talking. About oh, she was. Uh, that was the... Throwing yeah. up and everything. I'm glad yeah, it was terrifying. I felt so bad for Isaac because he was like, I think I killed my puppy. I was like, Yeah, oh, no, he, he was sobbing. He was ugly sobbing. And I was oh. just like, All right, this is it. Like, this is, you know, because I've had this dreaded feeling since we got her because she's perfect. I mean, oops, sorry. I know nothing is perfect, but to, for us, she is the perfect dog. She's everything we have ever wanted. And I'm so terrified of losing her. So when that happened that night, I was just like, oh, my God, this is it. This is this is what I've been fearing. This is, you know, right. I like I had already signed her off, which I feel horrible for. But I was just like, this is it. She has Parvo. We're going to go in. They're going to tell me. 
she's got it and I'm going to have to come home and tell Isaac that, you know, uh, she's in the hospital, she's going to stay there overnight and she's going to die because that's usually what happens, you know, because mm -hmm. I worked at a clinic and it's just, that's for puppies this young, that that's usually game over. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But no, I, she, it wasn't. I'm literally crying <sighs> just like hearing that story. <sighs> it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I had to go because Isaac had work the next day. And, you know, unlike my job where I can just call in and be like, yo, I can't come in. And, you know, I don't care if they fire me or not. I'm hoping they would have. But, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I hate, I hate where I work. But anyways, um, Isaac's, you know, his whole career, our lives depend on it. So it's like, okay, I'll go in and I'll do it even though he really wanted to. So I was like, I don't want to be here. But no, everything's fine. Um, we don't know what she has, but she's not sick. Um, most likely she just ate something she wasn't supposed to and she got rid of it. So I'm just deworming her through natural ways because I've done it before and it's better on her body, especially with her immune system being so weak right now. Yeah. But yeah, but she's fine. But seeing her run around and she's still eating food like it's her last meal. So I'm like, she's <laughs> fine. Like... Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> going back to the streamer. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so um, with that, so my, my philosophy with like starting stuff like this is mm -hmm. just like doing it and like committing to it yes. and eventually you'll find progress. So like, yeah. Um, I always, I always use like the writing a book example. So like, yeah, if you ever want to start writing a book, start writing it 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And eventually you'll get, you'll, you'll create that book. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, eventually I want to, um, I want to start the streaming thing, but I just wanted to like propose the, the, um, the incentive or the offer to you just because it's something I know you wanted to do and something that I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, yes. Really. I, I kind of, I just like, I want to do it for fun. Honestly, I want to yes. do it for fun. Like yes, I, that's honestly I don't have all I want to do it for. for I just, just like yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like <sighs> that's all I've ever wanted to do it for. It's just for fun. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about the money aspect. I don't care. I just want to have fun. I exactly. want to be with people. I want to be with my friends. I want mm -hmm. to make new friends. Exactly. I mean, <sighs> yes. And so, like, um, it just goes back to like doing it doing it consistently having a commit committed time to do it like, yeah i'm doing it this all the time this is something that i signed up for i'm not going to i'm not going to quit yes. and like i've been watching a lot of success stories of that because like people yeah. are just genuinely enjoying streaming they enjoy the games that they're playing or enjoying the chat yeah. and like created a culture an environment that says this is something yes. that's worth um uh that's something worth investing in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah like i am i'm horrible at committing with D D because for me i'm not actively doing something like it's all in your head mm -hmm. and yeah we have roll 20 where i can see it on the board but man i have never ever liked D. &D. i want to i see i see <laughs> i see why they like it and i and i see the potential behind it man i hate it <laughs> <laughs> i just i want to like it but that's why I like one shots because I know it's not going to drag on forever. It will end that night. And that's when I openly flourish because to me, then it is a game. 
The other ones, it's you're creating the story, and for me, I'm waiting for that opportunity for my character to shine, and I don't want to kill them before they can. Right. So then I just do nothing, and I'm not interesting. Yeah. <sighs> what? Um... But I, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, but but that's why I think the gaming thing I is perfect. I think that's I can do that. I love that. Like. Yeah. No, I I. Um, I, I'm the same way, but I was going to say though, with D and D, um, if, if that's something you really want, then you should be playing with like three players at max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, funny. That's funny. <laughs> have you guys done that yet? Have you guys played with only three players max? Actually, we did a one shot when my sisters were staying with us during the, when the COVID first started because they yeah. didn't have Wi-Fi. So Clover and Fiona, they stayed with me for like three months yeah. and we did a one shot. And with them, and it was the funnest thing I'd ever done in my life. And I was like, I well, not well, the funnest D and D I'd ever done. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is perfect. This is what I wanted D and D to be because I was true to my character. I was able to fully go out, and because it was a one shot, I didn't care if he died. So I just went out and was risky and did what I know he would do, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Oh my we gosh, should, it was perfect. We should do a stream where all it is is just doing one shots, like once once a month. And then yeah. like the other three weeks, the other three weeks of that month, we we play video games. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, actually, our friend Jacob Cleveringa, he's wanting to set up a group on Discord where you know just randomly we'll do a one shot. So I wonder. Oh, oh the puppy! Sorry, the puppy just ran straight into her toy, I'll and it's like a big old metal tit, and she just just disappeared. <laughs> I'll even I'll even invest money on roll twenty to like buy maps to to use for D and D one shots. Huh? I don't know if we'll necessarily need to because we're pretty good at just making our own. Yeah, but like for a streaming service, it's pretty pretty good quality. Oh, all right. Well, um, definitely. Like, I mean, I've got you all in the same. Oh my god, all in the same Discord. So if anything, you all can just, you know, we can all talk there. Right, yeah. Because that's why I made that Discord is because uh, I hate Facebook and I love just being with the people I want to be around. Right, yeah, exactly. So that's why I created it. It's just easier to contact the people I like mm-hmm. well, and that's plan why, things. I, uh, yeah, on my, uh, that's why on my Instagram, I have a private Instagram because yeah. with, like, people I actually generally talk to yeah. who are on it, so I did it yeah, the same way. Um, okay, cool. So that was, that was just something I was really excited to talk to you about because it's something I'm going to try doing probably within the next month, or it might be something we talk about for like a good six months and, and never do until like six months after those six months. Okay, we're <laughs> going to make this happen. It's, I don't care if it's just you and I, we yeah, will wait, drag this dead horse. Wait for, uh, wait, wait for my first paycheck. And then until I get, and then also wait until I get a, a place to stay because right now I'm living with the grandma. Oh, oh, okay. Whatever. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, what happened to that one apartment? So, um, my grandma manipulated me. <laughs> oh. She's like, Brandon, Brandon, you can just stay here. And I was like, for the, for the, for permanently, like for you know, as long mm-hmm. as I want. She's like, yeah. And and so I got a refund with the place that I got. And oh, okay. And, and I'm here with my grandma, and she's like, okay, so you can only be here for two months. I'm like, <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Why? Why would she even say that? Why would she even do that? Well, she wanted me here, which is nice. But she, 
she could have just said that. It's like, Brianna, I just want you here. But she wasn't saying that. And I think it's just a, a language barrier, though. Like, because she's, yeah. English is her second language. So, like, if she yeah. just said, Brianna, I just want you here. So stay here for, for a few months. I would have been like, okay with that. And I would have got the refund. Um, yeah. But she didn't say that. <laughs> um, oh. But that's cool. Like, we're looking for, for a new place for around the same price that I was getting with the other yeah. place that I was um, getting rent for. So yeah. uh, eventually I'll find a new place. Yeah, it will work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, get, out. when I get a new place and I have Wi-Fi there, for sure we'll start. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, and I'm down. I, I want to do this and I want to help you. Like, I want to make this a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I already have the gaming computer. I guess you I have a gaming a better... computer. I'm so. Curious. I do. Um, it was. It kind of happened. Um, we didn't build mine. I wish we did, but it's okay. Um, it kind of just worked out the way it did. Uh, when we, <laughs> you know, we were those people when we got the stimulus check. We were just like, okay, we're working. We don't need this. So we put some in our savings. And I was like, okay, well, I just, I really want a PlayStation, like a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, whatever, just so I can play Borderlands uh, 3. I'm like, I just want to play that game. It's my game. Like, I love it. Yeah, it's Borderlands. And then Isaac, yeah, it's Borderlands. And then Isaac's like, why don't you just buy a game computer? And I was like, yeah, but that's like six, $700 or more, like 1000 which we were thinking we are going to think about 1000 to 12000 But no, his friend was selling his. And he's more interested about putting money into his car than it was his gaming computer. So he, like, just built it and then never touched it. Oh, wow. So I was like, dope. All right. Buy it. And Isaac checked it out. And he was like, yeah, it's dope. It's legit. So we just bought it for 300 Oh, my god. Called gosh. it a day. Whoa. I know. It was a steal. That's but I love so it. It works great. That's what I play League on now. Oh, it's, man. Uh, That's so awesome. I, love it. I, just, I just need a mic and, like, a camcorder if I'm going to. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super big about showing my face, but if we're going to be doing stream, then I guess I'm going to have to. So you got <laughs> to, or you know what you yeah, could so. do? You make a mm-hmm. make make a um, a gamer icon of yourself and make it animated. I could do that, but that's it, a, I'm already an animated avatar. enough. Give yourself an avatar, you know. Oh, I have an avatar, but I just uh, I'll just that, do it. You like, can stream, I just... and then you can stream your art on there. Is like also, no, no. <laughs> Saying. Just saying. No. Just saying. I'll. I'm gonna just do it because I. I know I won't. I like. I. It sounds like a great idea, but I know I won't make the actual icons and avatars not in time. At least I'll track my feet. But I you know got two eventually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brandon. I got two months. Like, <laughs> and watch. I will not get one line art done. <laughs> I'll be like, that was a fantastic idea, but I'm not doing it. Like, <laughs> um. But oh, I'm excited. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so the second thing, um, I I want to so I want to start a Minecraft server and with the purpose of defeating the game of defeating Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. So I want to do that with you, Randy, Isaac, and Brandon, and then I and then I also wanted I also wanted to do it so I can um introduce you guys to my brother because. He loves Minecraft, yeah. and I, w- I just want him to find more ways to connect with him. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So, I- I'm down. I like, just... we tried to do that, like, last year, uh-huh. but then people kept modding it, and I was like, I don't want this. I don't... Yeah, stop modding. I want everything... I want everyone, 
I want everything to be built from the ground up. Like, yeah, why, exactly. why are we doing this? And it drove me crazy, and I just stopped playing. Mm-hmm. So, and then Randy, Randy, Randy said we could use his server. Um, yeah. And we'll just not use, like, the stuff that's already made. We'll just, like, move to a different Dope. place and, and try to Dope. do the green dragon. We can just, oh, I was going to say, we can't just restart it, because I don't think anyone Well, he doesn't want to restart want it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't want to restart his, his server. He wants to continue using his server because I guess it has like over fifty-eight hours on it already. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you with. I'm glad that you said yes. So we're gonna. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I so probably like in two weeks or in a week, I'll yes, um yes. I'll get the server started. I still need to ask Brandon Bracket, but I also need to buy Minecraft. So I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then the third thing, in two years, in two years, maybe Isaac already talked to you about this. In two years, Christmas. Oh, nope. Okay, two years, Christmas. I want to go to Japan with you guys. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, 2022, that sounds wonderful. 2022, we're going to Japan. Okay. <laughs> uh. Hell, yes. Okay, awesome. That sounds, yeah. that sounds like a dream. Yeah. So so two years, we can probably do that. We can probably make it in two years. Oh, we can definitely do it in two years because yeah. Isaac will be up on the ladder more. Mm-hmm. I will most likely find something to do with myself. I don't know. <laughs> I will find yeah. something. I don't know. But yes. I'll, let's go uh, to Japan. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll be saving the money for that. Huh. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Okay, estimates. Time time to dig this shit up. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get the, we have two years to plan, but I'm I'm currently working mm. on a trip to go to Brazil. So I'm i I'm oh. I'm working on logistics for that. Yeah. Actually I had a friend that was doing a mission um a missions trip in Brazil, but it got can't like she was there for like three, four months and then she got kicked back because of COVID. But oh. uh Tough. but yeah, she was learning like Portuguese and everything and I was like, Oh, oh time for me to <laughs> Brush up on my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Portuguese. So, oh, we have two years to, to learn Japanese. Um, so, yeah, so far, you, Randy, Isaac, and then I invited my friend Bobby to... You remember yeah. Bobby? I know Bobby. Um, I, yeah, I invited him to Japan and Brazil because he's my childhood best friend. Yeah. But I think I invited another person. I forgot who it was. If they if they really wanted to go though, they'll remind me. <laughs> Man, I I will definitely get a vlog camera for that trip, or like, <laughs> hopefully before that, because I've been wanting to vlog too. I just want to do. I want to create something. I want to do something mm. that like you want to share with myself. people. Yeah. Yeah, like I want to do it just to prove to myself that it's like you're capable of doing things. You know? Exactly. Like, That's why I wrote a book. And that's why I, I journal. That's why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, cool. Sweet. So Japan, two years. We'll get the logistics down. Well, I'll probably start planning. I honestly, I'm like, I'm a huge planner. So I'll, yeah, probably, I, so am I. I'll probably start planning like in March <laughs> next year. Nice. Um, cool. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I already have it on my camera. Or on my camera. On my uh, on calendar. My calendar. Yeah, I put it down already. Mm. Um, okay. I'm so excited. So now the last thing, this is the highlight. Uh, 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 all the, right. the Enneagram. Okay. You've never heard mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. 
But you, your boy Brandon is an Enneagram connoisseur, okay? I don't brag about this very often. I used to brag about That's okay. this a lot. I used to brag about this a lot because I was just so obsessed with it. But now, now it's just like something I just want to share with people. Yeah. Okay. So the Enneagram. I am going to ask you three questions. This is a self-awareness. Okay. This is a self-awareness assessment, okay? So the more uh, self-aware you are, the better the, the results are going to be, okay? Okay. So I'm going to ask you three questions, right? And right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back, back these questions up with biblical texts. Okay. So there are three lies. There, in, in the Bible, the Bible has mm-hmm. – there are three lies that humanity tell themselves, um, and they received it from the devil. So, or this, this emblematic symbol of the devil. This, we're going to call him devil. The devil, the three mm-hmm. lies that mm-hmm. tries to tell humanity are, um, I, am, I am what I do, I am what I know, and I am what other people think about me. Mm. So to give you an example, um, in, in Matthew 4, Jesus goes into the wilderness and he gets tempted by, the, the, well, he didn't get tempted. He, the devil approaches him, right? Yeah. yeah. 40 days in the wilderness, the devil's like, it, you're, you're about to die. If you were really the son of God, um, you would do this. Yeah, yeah. So the thing he's, he would say was like, you would, you would um, tell the angels to save you. Yeah. And then the second thing, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say the results of it because that, that, that could be something at the end if you want me to. The second lie is, if you were the, the son of God, then you would command the angels. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. If you were the son of God, the do part. If you were the son of God, then you would make water for yourself. So you would do, you'd do that. Yeah. Right. And then the second one is, if you were the son of God, you would command the angels because you would know how to command the angels to help you. Yeah. And then the third thing is, if you were the son of God, you would make me bow to you. And so um, that's just the example from Matthew 4 of yeah. how the devil will lie to us and say yeah. our identity is based on what we do, what we know, what other people think about, about yeah. us. So with those three questions, with those three lies, which one do you think you have listened to or you still listen to and try to reject the most? Because I think we listen to all three of them, but there is one yes. that, to one that resonates with us a little more. Um, oh God. Um, you know, I'm just going to go with the first one that I originally thought with because I am the most indecisive person I know. So I'm going to be, it is what we do. Well, indecision can be, um, can be a factor of like all three of those things. Yeah, well, that's the right? thing is I just, I think too much on it, and then I can't decide one, because I'm like, well, what if I'm picking the wrong one? Because I didn't, I just didn't think on it long enough, so then I get trapped in this loophole of, I'm constantly thinking on the matter, instead of just making a decision and making an answer. Well, that, that sounds more like um, you need to know, you need to know the right decision, not you need to do the right decision. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I need someone to tell me, because I did never learn to think for myself. So I would say, the one I would I was originally going to say is I you know we I am what I do. Oh well, let's let's dig into that. Um, yeah. So when you say I am what I do, so a do mm-hmm. is an action. Is your identity based on what you're doing, 
I yeah. I like that's what I would Do say you that. do you make your decisions based on what you need to do or what you need to know or what you need or what you think other people should see you as? I feel like what you do and what you know, they kind of overlap with some aspects of that, though. Um, they can, um, but a do is an action. A no mm-hmm. is a is um, to know is is not an action. To know is to think. Okay. Um, so, like yeah. on the in the forefront, is it? Is, is the decision based on what you think or what you do? Like, do you, do you base your identity on what you're thinking or what you're doing? Oh, oh. What you need to think or what you yeah. need to do? I would say what I need to do. Okay. Um, okay. So... Um... Do you mm-hmm. so one of the one of the pictures oh gosh, hold on. I'm like I'm so lost. I, I, I haven't done this in a while. Fucking. Tell me why. Tell me why why is it that like what you do? How about that? I need more information. Uh, hold on. I am so lost. Um Sorry, I'm trying to collect my brain. Um, okay. Why? Why is it that you your identity is based on what you do? I feel it's based on what I do because I always feel that I'm always trying to do what's best for myself and my family, and that's what's driving me constantly. Okay. Because I'm always trying to do. I'm always tr- like no matter what people think about me and even if I'm thinking wrong, I always want to do what's best for the livelihood of me and my family. Okay. That's really good. That's really helpful. Um, I was like, oh, I hope that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, so you're, you're basing your decision-making off of, you know, your family. Yeah. Like, a lot of your, I guess your, your, your decision processing on your identity is based on who you are with your family. Yeah. Let's, let's try to take that out okay. and just focus on you. You. Okay. You yourself internally, when you are making your decisions for yourself, is it, is it motivated by what you do what you think or what other people think about you? Um, I think most likely what I know, like what I think, what, um, yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely go by with like all of my own knowledge and my own past experiences. And um, Okay. You, you have more faith in what you know than what you do and what other people think about you? Yeah. Okay. Um, so when, so why, why? Tell me why. Um, I think it's because I'm the only one that knows me besides, you know, God. But it's like I'm the only one that knows what I think 
and I know my history. Um, I know my present, but I don't know the future. So I'm always trying to make the best decision for what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and I'm always, I'm always just overthinking things. So that's why I think it's based on what I know. Okay. Is it because I, I do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm thinking this right or uh-huh. if this is, you know, do I, don't you, know, I don't know if I got this confused or not. So you're fine. Uh, do you find, do you find a lot of security in what you know? Like, are you, are you latching on to security? Mm. Yeah. Like, does, does knowing things help you feel more secure? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And I think uh, sometimes too much of knowing something uh, makes me feel less, but I, I would say I like knowing. I'm always, I'm always trying to dig up more, whether it be like, um, I don't know, I always do a lot of research on my own, and that always brings mm-hmm. me more security, is just knowing that I found more ways to help myself and help mm-hmm. those around me just by the knowledge and information I've collected, That's like good. researching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really, that's really good. Okay. You're really helping me out here. This is, this is okay. really helpful. Okay. So, um, with the Enneagram, uh-huh. uh, it also, so the Enneagram bases, mm-hmm. it bases its knowledge. It's like its entire format off of three different emotions mm-hmm. that we typically will respond to. And these, because, you know, those three lies will give us mm-hmm. an emotion to respond with. Right. So I am what I do. I am what I know. And I am what other people think about me are yeah. uh, create a, an emotional response to ourselves. Like there's an emotional upheaval when we hear those lies and, um, and our goal, and this is the goal that God wants for us is to find joy out outside of those lies. And we find joy inside of truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So the three negative emotions that we typically will respond to are anger, mm-hmm. fear, and shame and like yeah these are all these three emotions aside from joy these three emotions bleed through other into other emotions that we call that we like we'll we'll use to describe our our feelings right but innately these three emotions are like the most basic emotions like the three basic colors of the emotions anger fear and shame what out of those three which ones do you think you respond to most uh, strongly. Hmm. Um, it's definitely a. Uh, I'm trying to decide. It's between fear and shame. Okay. This is that's really helpful. I mean, anger. I went through a period in life where I was always angry, but I got over it, and it was something that I know. I don't know. I I don't like being angry. I don't. Uh, it's something that's so to me it's so little well i mean that that might be a cultural thing but like people people typically look at anger as something like that that is taboo but a lot of people have it yeah oh yeah (laughs) no it's just like i don't know i don't want like and i know no one wants to feel these other ways but it's always something that's just it's not an emotion that sticks with me hard and for a long period of time why fear and shame are um especially because i've got anxiety and shame is always always dreading on me so i Mm -hmm. think shame would be 
the one that resonates with me the most. Okay. But I feel like fear and shame go hand in hand. That's why. Right. Uh, okay, so um, when you think about fear and shame, yeah. Um, think about like how when you respond to fear and shame, think about how like the what the initial response is internally, not like not what not when somebody externally is is creating that response, mm-hmm. but when you internally are responding to it. Mm-hmm. Are you responding initially to shame, or are you res- initially responding to fear? So like you are, you are alone and your anxiety is happening. Is it because of, of your, of, of your fear? Okay. Um, okay. So, so far we have, you think that your identity is based on, I am what I know. And you think that your initial response or your strongest response of emotion is fear. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's typically because you are the type of person that finds a lot of security in knowing things because mm-hmm. fear, um, because fear is, is actively, you know, happening in your internal life, mm-hmm. not shame. Yeah. 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 That's okay. correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to give you. Or no, mm-hmm. actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you one more question, and then I'm going to yeah. give you a little So my last question, and this is the first question I should have asked you. Uh-huh. It, um, so a lot of the Enneagram talks about, in order for somebody to realize their, their number, um, they, they first have to, to identify their most basic desire, mm-hmm. right? And so... Um, so like my most basic desire, so some people will say like my most basic desire is to be um, a servant to God, right? To be the yeah. best that God can be for. I can be for God. Um, but that is, that is you trying to do something for something externally. I want you to a- answer that question for yourself. Like my basic desire for myself is, and so for me, my basic desire for myself is to be my most authentic self. Yeah. Because if I am not my most authentic self, then I ha- I don't have the ability to to uh, create this infectious joy yes. that other people can find within discovering themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. now the question for you that I'm asking is, what would your most basic desire be? <sighs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I want, I just want to be at peace or just be, I, when you first asked me that, I immediately thought of three things and that was um, to be at peace, to be happy and slash joyful and to be stable. Um, awesome. Wow. Okay. You're, you're really, that's, that's a really good answer. That's a really good answer. Keep, keep going. Yeah, and I think that's, like, when I say I want to move to Oregon, buy a house of property, and live off of that, it's because that, to me, is what I believe I've made myself think is the most peaceful thing. It's stable because I'm able to live on my own. It's peaceful because it's um, <laughs> it's out in nature where I thrive. Um, and it's stable 
peaceful and happiness because I'm sharing it with those I love. That's good. I, that's, that's all I want out of life. I just want to be surrounded by the people who love, that I love and that love me equally. And I want to share everything I have with them. I don't care if they take it all. I want them to have it. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a dream I have often is of me and all of, I don't mean to make this seem sexist at all, but it's like me and all the like women I cherish most in my life. And that's my mother and my sisters. And we're, um, we live or they live near me or whatever, but we're always having like this outdoor, like <laughs> it feels childish, but like a tea party, but we're out there and we're just enjoying each other's time and company because there's no fear. There's no worry. There's just us having a, a fun time and just kicking it. Yeah. Like, um, we're under some shade and we're just, to me, that's the most peaceful thing. That's all I want. Would you call yourself introverted or extroverted? I don't know. I would say extroverted because that's what a lot of people would say about me. Um, that's the, just my natural response to be thrown into a crowd. But mm-hmm. I honestly just want to be with my people. I don't care about anyone else or anything else. Um, like uh, how they, that sounds bad. I do care, but it's just like, I don't mind how they feel or how they think about me. So long as I'm with my people. Mm-hmm. And I think when I'm with my people, I'm extroverted. When I'm without my people, I'm introverted. But I would say I lean heavily more towards extroverted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I was going to give you a list, mm-hmm. but I have one more question for you. Yeah. What would you say? Okay. So, um, so there's basic desire and then there's also a basic fear. Mm-hmm. right so an example like some people's basic fear would be the uh, the fear of not being wanted or not yeah. being loved yeah what would you say your basic fear is i would say to lose just to lose something that um was so cherished, whether it be losing that drive to work hard or losing those people that I do um, hold very, very close and dear to me, whether um, it's, uh, you know, a person, a family member, a friend, or even one of my pets. It's, um, I I fear loss. I don't want to lose anything. Oh my gosh. You are more self-aware of yourself than I, than, than, than you like (laughs) present yourself, Zana. That was really good. (laughs) I'm, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm really bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, what? <laughs> Which also um, might explain your indecision because you're so self-aware that you you like you know both sides of like which part of you wants to be that part. Mm-hmm. So like you're 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 getting a tug of war of the two always, sides. Always, always. Oh my god, it's always a tug of war. I hate it. <laughs> like. That that explains more of your indecision because like some people yes. who are ind- indecisive is because they don't fully understand which one they want, but mm-hmm. it because of the way you're explaining yourself, it sounds more like you know the exact amount of how much both of parts of you want. Yes, and you don't know which one you want to give that authority or agency to. 
Yes. Yes. God, uh, I can never put it into words, but you just nailed it. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, you said tug of war, and I was like, yes, that's it. Like, <laughs> it's always a game of tug of war, and I hate it. Like, mm. Okay, so mm. I was going to give you a list, but I think, yeah. I think, you've, um, I think you've, you've classified yourself as a yeah. type nine. Oh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a type nine to you in the enneagram, and you're gonna tell me if this is like this is you too. How okay. how much this is you from a scale of one to ten? Yeah. Okay. So type nine. Uh, it, it, hold on. Uh, one to ten is one being worst, ten being best. Yeah. Um, you, sure. We'll we'll say that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from so I'm gonna read this to you. Type nine in brief. Nines are an accepting, trusting, and stable. They are usually creative, optimistic, and supportive, but can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the mm -hmm. peace. They want everything to go smoothly and without conflict, but they can also tend to be complacent, sim simplifying problems and minimizing anything upsetting. We typically have problems with inertia and stubbornness. At their best, indomitable, and all embracing, they are able to bring people together and heal conflicts. Mm -hmm. So far, so good? Uh, the beginning of it, I would say, is a little rocky. Probably not okay. so much, um, but everything else. Accepting, is trusting, and stable? Um, I wouldn't say I am stable or stable to be around because I always feel that I'm always switching back and forth. But um, what was the first two things? Accepting, trusting, and stable. Trusting, yeah. Uh, stable depends on the definition and what is it being put towards, but I I, I would say yes. Um, and then there was something after that, too. Um, um, accepting. accepting. Uh, what was after the beginning? It was, like, right after that. Um, uh, is it optimistic? Optimistic and supportive. Yeah. I Supportive, yes. Um, but optimistic, I would say I used to be. I used to be very optimistic, um, but a lot, a lot has happened. And even Isaac has told me, he was like, you're such a pessimist. And even though outwardly I don't seem like it, I'm very, uh, I fear the worst and I always expect the worst first. And mm -hmm. I always prepare myself for um, what, yeah, pretty much the worst. And um, well, that might be, that might be because of a, my, that might be because of a wound you have inside yeah. yourself that you're working on yeah it's where i rather expect the worst and be surprised with with something better but like okay so would you say the people who know you mm -hmm. would call you an optimist hmm. i don't know <laughs> i call I, you an optimist i i, I, I mean i say, used to think i was gonna say i would say like you and Randy and like you know those people they would say yes but I was to say Isaac who I share my day to day life he'd probably be like uh depends <laughs> well yeah he, um, but he also sees your worst parts of you and your exactly, best parts of you exactly so I would say yeah people would see me as an optimistic um especially you know those close friends I have so yeah so I would say the definition for stable would be not easily upset or disturbed Ah, okay, yeah, all right, then that's good. <laughs> okay, um, all right, so basic fear, and this is why you, like, you were spot on. This is why I think you I, um, named yourself as a type nine or you identified yourself as a type nine. 
mm-hmm. because you have stated that your basic fear is of loss and separation. And you literally yeah. said those exact things. And then yeah. exact same thing too with your basic desire. You said a peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. To have instability, peace of mind. Yeah. Key motivations want to create harmony in their environment to avoid conflicts and tension, to preserve things as they are, to resist whatever would upset or disturb them. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, to a T. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a type I nine. Just, for sure. Go ahead. I just want. I just want to be happy, but I also want those around me to be happy. And if anything's going to come in the way of disrupting that, I I, I want to smash it. <laughs> I want to end it because yeah, I the, keep. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a type nine. You've identified um, as a type nine. I nice. this is something that I've been trying to crack for the past three years. So. No, two years for the past two years. So I'm glad that I'm glad we figured this out. Yeah. Oh, Nate. <laughs> I uh I I mean wow yeah I've been I've been um investing in the enneagram for two years now. Wow. I I thought you were a two for a while, which would make sense because sometimes nines um misidentify themselves as a two. Yeah. And I also thought you were a sorry you don't even know what those things are. No, please tell me. I'm so interested. So, so a two is a helper, and yeah. a, a two's basic desire is the wanting to be the need to be loved, the need to be needed, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, there, so so every type has a has an identifier, like a name mm-hmm. for them. So for so from one to nine, there's nine types total. Mm-hmm. One is, it would be called, I call them um, achievers, not achievers, sorry. I call yeah. nines reformers. Yeah. Twos are called the givers. Threes are called the achievers. Fours are called the romant- the romantics. Mm-hmm. Um, the fives are called the investigators. The sixes are called the loyalists. The sevens are the enthusiasts. The eights are the challengers. And the nines, which is what you are, are called the peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah. Yeah. Huh, I, yeah. No, I can understand, like, just from hearing the title, of, uh, title, the name of two, why you would think that. Because I'm always, I'm more willing to help people than I am to, like, ask for help. Right. Um, yeah. I always want to be there for people. And I think it's because that's what I always needed growing up. Because I needed people, but I didn't know. I thought I felt that I was getting already enough help, and I just wasn't helping myself. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that was actually the indicator for me because, like, I always, I always noticed that you were the type of person that was always trying to help other people around them. Yeah. And then, and then also, like, a lot of our conversations were were about how you're always trying to help people, but never, yeah. but never, um, you know, receiving it in return. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you should look into it. It's so I also like, so I, I also share the Enneagram with people because it really helps. It's like a, it's a self-awareness tool. It's not like the end all be all tool, but it's like a thing that can, um, it's a thing that can help you. What is the word? Uh, propel you or uh, springboard. It's a springboard toward um toward wholeness in my opinion yeah so so the more you like you lean into the enneagram 
to learn more about what the Enneagram is talking to you about, the more you can understand your healthiness and your unhealthiness and yeah. like what to do for yourself in those states. So like, you know, your, your pessimism might be a state of a, of a wound that, mm -hmm. oh, definitely that, is. that comes from, you know, uh, instability in your life that you don't want to, you don't want to happen again. So for you to protect yourself, you're choosing to be pessimistic about that. These oh, definitely. And, and so to find healing in that, the Enneagram, I'm not going to tell you, but the Enneagram, no, okay. like you want me to tell you? If you want, be my guest. Okay. Well, um, I'm, not. I'm always, I'm always like, since I moved, I'm always looking for self-help because okay. that's something I didn't realize was a thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. I didn't Being realize one could help themselves. That's awesome. And um, I think it's, it, it turns out to the whole, like, you know, if you admit you need help, you failed. And I think that's something that I just uh, grew out of so because toxic. I was sick. It is. It's fucking toxic. That's and so toxic. I, I literally had to beat myself up or not really beat myself, but just to beat that part of myself. Like I didn't fail. I didn't, you know, fail at anything. Uh, you're admitting that you've got a problem and it's okay that's a, a problem. That's a success in my opinion. When you yeah. admit that you failed. Yeah. And that's, I think that's something that again is a wound because I always saw failure as a big, big no-no in life. So it was, mm -hmm. yeah. So here's, okay. So here's what's interesting too. So if you, if you really identify with the nine to the T mm -hmm. um, that's actually, so there's three, the three triads, the three emotions that I was talking about, they're called triads. Yeah. And um, the nine is actually part of the anger tri triad. So you respond the most to anger. You just don't see it as anger. You just you just see it as, well, because what peacemakers do, they repress their anger because they want yeah. peace so much, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that's because they're responding to that anger of, of instability. They're angry that instability exists. And so yeah. they try their best to create peace so that instability doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So you really, what you're doing is you, you're reacting to anger unconsciously because like that's what you're doing i i don't know if i would say it's unconsciously i'm sorry i don't need to keep cutting you off because no. i i knew i knew that my anger was a thing that I then you should have said something lady ah! <laughs> like, but it's something that like now in my life that i'm getting over it's but yeah, now okay. i've created this self-inflicting wound that i'm healing from so now I, I guess it, I would say it's the fear of falling back into old, those old habits oh, of just always being angry. So yes, what I used to have, I was very angry, okay, very okay. like all the time. Like I straight up, like homicide was becoming very, very, very like um, accessible because I just was so angry. Um, but I finally got over it and just accepted that, you know, this is how it's going to go. And I just need to find other ways around this that I just need to be more, I don't know, not accepting, but just accept that I can do something else to make this a better situation than what I'm just accepting mm -hmm. it to be. Oh yeah. I should have, so, I should have prefaced too with like, um, you know, this might be something that you you've overcome, but it's still like, but it's still lingering because you know, you're still yeah. I should yeah. have said that I, I've, I tested somebody before and, and like, they would say, oh, yeah, I used to be like that. And so yeah. I need to 
to remind myself to always preface with that. Yeah. Um, so, and in addition to that, though, too, you're also in the duty triad. So, like, a lot of your, um, a lot of your motivations are based on what you do, your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to create the peace, trying to so like, um, researching is something that you yeah. do in order for you to continue, in, to, in order to create more actionable things that create yes. peace. And I always like I resonate with the with the saying of my actions speak louder than my words because yeah uh, I suck with words and I'm like you know what okay <laughs> someone's actually got you know a set of eyes you know not, not to discriminate against the blind but it's like if you can actually you know see what I'm doing or even know what I'm doing it's like you can make your own opinion about that but I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. Yeah. Um, also, and I share this with everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the the enneagram is was originally used for couples therapy. Huh. So if that's something that you and Isaac, you know, would would uh, would want to explore. Oh yeah. Just no, like we're always we're always open to that. Just like so, just like how you know the five love languages were originally yeah. used for couples therapy, so was the Enneagram. Yeah. Also, I think I think sorry, everyone man. needs to go through. Sorry, I think everyone needs to go through this in order to understand you know each other and humanity because right. there's couples therapy. But I think within the past couple of years, um, what we used to expect from couples are now becoming into light with friendships now because. Um, I don't know, at least with Isaac and I, the way we see it is we always try to understand each other better, but also try to understand ourselves so that we can understand each other because we're always wanting to grow. That's how it should be. Yeah, it should. It should. So many people with expectations, like, figure me out. And I was like, no, yourself out so you can, you can, you can communicate that to other people. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why, you know, with friendships that are developing, at least with our generation, I've noticed that they're becoming more open and just more vulnerable to each other as much as, you know, it, and a lot of, uh, you know, our parents and the further generations, they see that as awful and almost taboo because it's like, what? why do you want to know someone else like that? Yeah, like, that's just what I've realized. Like, and it's just from subtle comments, at least from, this is just from what I've, I'm picking up. But they're just like, why would you be so close with people like this? And it's like, why would you not? (laughs) Yeah. Like, Isaac doesn't have to be the one person I'm close with in my entire life. I want to be close with all of my friends. Right. Like, at least if they don't have someone, I can be that person that they can, like, lean on. I think it's because people are so, like, people of the previous generation are so used to being manipulated and... And and um and controlled or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of pain in trust from trust and the yeah. the new generation has has been able to create agency and trust and faith and other mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. the level where we can be vulnerable like we we literally preach vulnerability all the time now all the time or you know, for the next generation so that they can develop an ability an emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm to really, um, I don't know, synchronize or to uh, relate to other people. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because it's like I use my sisters as an example of this all the time. They are the most like open and vulnerable kids. I, well, I shouldn't say kids are teenagers now, but they they blow my mind away because they they are at the sense of peace and just like not uh, no not knowledge but know how that I am like now working on like, still. Yeah. And I'm like they're just they're almost sixteen. Like they are children still. Like they are but, so young, and they just—I'm so happy for them. I'm so mm-hmm. happy they—they they found this early on. You—you you also have to know though, like you—you yeah. broke this that cycle for them. Yeah, you're yeah. the catalyst for them to 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 come that far. You know, like there are so many people. There are still kids who who don't do that. Yeah, you know? I know. We're referencing. Know. We're still. We're referencing a small poll of people, or mm-hmm. of of the art of the art of of the next generation, mm-hmm. who actually witnessed that but there are so many kids still who live in hell yeah. who don't oh, yes. don't don't have that who don't who have not witnessed the the cycle being broken in their lives broken i agree 100 percent. yeah uh it's just it's a it's a product of um of heaven yeah and we go back to full circle <laughs> The circle. We're in purgatory. <laughs> Welcome to purgatory. <laughs> We're trying to figure shit. All right. Well, that was everything I want to talk to you with about. Um, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we had this conversation. We we have to do this again sometime. Well, there you have it. That was. Uh... Zanna Kefauber. Uh It ended at the last minute. Her phone shut off. And so you didn't get to hear her say thank you. Or you didn't hear me. You didn't get to hear me say thank you for being on the podcast. But um, I said it. Don't worry. Uh, she's, she's a great friend. I love having her in my life. And I'm glad that we had that conversation. And I'm, I hope if you've listened to the whole two hours, man. Thank you for listening. That that's a that's 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 a that's a lot to take in. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a little tempted to make this a two part, but you know I'm just gonna leave it as two hours because um, that's just that's just how things be sometimes, you know. So, anyways, this is the Higher Podcast, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening.